There we go. Pick it up at five. Welcome to Why Though. We're your hosts, Tiffany Bloom and Ashley Abercrombie. We land somewhere in between Mother Teresa and Biggie Smalls, and we're just wondering, why though? We all have questions, from our existential crisis curiosities to our, hey girl, why your eyebrows look so good though? And we want to tackle all of those questions with you. Hello, Why Though listeners. Welcome back. I'm so excited to be with you on week two. Last week, I had a barely um, three and a half week old, and this week, I actually have a little more energy. So go me. I'm so happy to be back with you guys. We're really glad that you're joining us, especially on the on the last day of 2020, which has been a beautiful dumpster fire. Um, <laughs> we are thrilled to be talking to you today about some incredible things that we think will not only help you reflect on the year that we've just had, but also will help set you up for the year that you're going to have. And again, um, we love our friend Ashley Island. She was on our podcast just a couple of weeks ago while I was on maternity leave and she just recently talked about how perhaps hardship will endure (laughs) like we actually don't know what's ahead for us in 2021 but at the same time we can set our heart our intentions our mind our connections so that we can experience joy no matter what is ahead for us so we are very very excited for today but first of all I wanted to tell you guys that I went to the mall has anyone gone to the mall recently? Um, I can't believe you did that. I know. So here's the deal. We are doing very safe at home because we have a newborn and we're being mm-hmm. extra careful. But it rained all day yesterday in L.A. And when I say rained, sometimes that means fake rain in L.A. Like you can go outside and your hair doesn't even get wet. But yesterday it was like a torrential downpour. There were thunderstorms. It was incredible. And what that means in Los Angeles, for those of you who do not live here, which is most of you, um, there that means that nobody's on the road because they pretend like it's snowing in LA. People can't drive when it rains. They go buy bread. They hunker down for weeks. Like it's a whole thing. People don't go to work when it rains in Los Angeles, in case you were wondering, which is not a thing in 2020 because no one's going to work. We're all working from home, most of us. And so anywho, it was raining like cats and dogs. So I packed up the baby and did like six errands and one of them was going to the mall. Now, very sad because many of the stores are closing and that makes me genuinely sad like I spent some time at the register with the girl who's about to lose her job at the end of January and just thinking about how hard this is for so many people and mm-hmm. I'm absolutely devastated um, and the good news is that that's coming out of that is that I found some awesome clothes in this in between when I when absolutely nothing fits me and I told Tiffany I just wanted something that buttoned and <laughs> zipped on my lower body <laughs> like no more leggings no more sweatpants no more shorts that are unacceptable to wear out of the house. But listen, I wanted some pants that button and I found some and also a really fab jumper that zips up and it's V-neck. So it's jumper fabulous. as in, does it have sleeves? No, so it's a one piece. It's almost like a painter's, you know, the painter's one pieces, except make it fashion. Okay, and it's sleeveless. <laughs> it's sleeveless and black with a V-neck, a big long zipper and this little thing that buttons in the middle. It's Oh, it's so not jean, cute. it's not jean. No, no. It's oh, like, I was well, thinking like, like homeschool like early denim. 1980s jean one piece. <laughs> it's like borderline denim. I don't know how to describe the fabric. You know, like thick canvas, but not. It's kind of like that. Okay. It's okay. fab. And I'm so happy. And the one Christmas gift that um, I got was some new Chuck Taylors. So I'm, <gasps> I'm feeling like a fab Ooh, what mom. color? I just got the monochromatic white ones. They're so Ooh. great. 
So yeah, you guys, I'm just trying, I'm trying to, you know, step up my mom with three kids under six game. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's, it's hard out here for the homies who are Okay. 40, did everybody okay? hear, no, let's just, let's just circle back Abercrombie. Did everybody hear the part where she packed up a four week old and went to the mall and ran six errands? Because I, I don't feel like we should breeze past that because that is crazy talk. I don't know who does that. I don't think oh I ran an errand for six months, let alone in four weeks. <laughs> You went six places with a newborn, including the gap. I mean, it's that's true. like three levels of hell for me. I can't I see that. Even. I could see that. But you know what? I don't know. Well, one thing, the third one changes you in so many ways. And then also, guys, I just need to get out of this house. I've been quarantined mm. all year long. Like, we've been in this house all yeah. year long. So I'm like, somebody let me out the house. Let me go through the drive-thru Starbucks. Y'all, please, Jesus, get me out this house. Oh, my so gosh. So that's part of it. it. I just need to get out of here. <laughs> you also like running errands and you like driving. I do. There's a lot to it. I do. That's very true. It is my personality. There we go. Who out there fills me? We want to hear from you. Who are the, like, I'm not going to run any errands, thank God for quarantine people. And who are the, yes, get me out of this house. I will go to TJ Maxx, the Trader Joe's, the Whole Foods, the mall, and the Oh, I'm Starbucks sick to my stomach carrying all one, this. I can't do it. <laughs> you guys, I had to run to the bank the other day to make a deposit. Oh, I hate the bank. Oh, you ready for this? Ready. So I get, <laughs> there's three cars in front of me. I have like a really, I dropped my kids off um, at their counseling appointment. And then I, and it, you, the parent doesn't stay and they closed down the waiting room because of COVID. So I could, so I was able to run mm. to the bank across the street. I'm in the drive-thru and it's raining like crazy. There's two cars, two, three cars in front of me, whatever. And they fi I finally get to my turn. I had my debit card in my hand and I had the envelope, mm -hmm. my deposit. Mm -hmm. Girl, I lost my card between the first no. car to me. And no. I'm like, this is why I hate running errands. Mm -hmm. I'm like, hold, now there's three cars behind me. And the lady's like, where's your debit card? I'm like, I just had it, I swear. <laughs> so I had to like put it, turn the car off because I'm always afraid if I go and park, I'm going to hit something. I don't know. I feel like I'm always going to crash it, even if it's in park. So I turn the car fully off, open the door, <laughs> try to like find it. Anyway, she's like, what's your name? I'll just try to look you up. So I never found it. Finally get home. Oh. It had fallen in the door crack. I'm just like, this is, of course. that was me running one errand. I came home and told my husband, he's like, this is why. This is why I run all the errands. He's like, I just, yeah. you guys, I'm a mess. I'm a, this is who I am. I used to run out of gas when I ran errands when I was oh, in my early 20s. Yes. Uh-huh, me too. Yeah, I used to have to is... call AAA and be like, please bring me my three gallons of gas that you have for me that I pay for every year. This is, yes. I'm like, I need a, I need a, a minder. I need a babysitter to run errands. I'm, I'm kind of, yeah. It is hard. Some of those are hard. I'll tell you the one that really gets me is the post office. Oh, I avoided going pit of the hell. entire year. Like I did not go all year long. And then I absolutely had to mail some things. It boiled no. down to like, wow, you have procrastinated on this for nine months. You must go to the post office. And I did it. I put did you say nine months? You've went. been holding something you needed to mail for nine months? 100%. <laughs> it wasn't urgent, clearly. But for nine months, and the note that I wrote in there was just like, I'm really sorry. It's a pandemic and I couldn't get it together. And I apologize profusely. Please accept this gift. <laughs> also, I would have played every card. I'd been like, I'm pregnant. It's a pandemic. Right? I don't know where the post office is. I just moved to this town. See, I would have played it up. I should have, to be honest. That's really great. <laughs> Truly. Where's the drive through for that? Why Honestly, do I have to get out of my car? We, you shouldn't. I agree with you. There should be a drive through for that. If yeah, the people at the Chick-fil-A ran the post office, we'd be set to jet. 
Are you kidding? We would be set. Also, let me tell y'all about the Chick-fil-A. And then we're really going to get into some stuff. I promise we you. We promise. But, oh my gosh, you guys, I went to the Chick-fil-A yesterday in the torrential rain downpour because my kids needed some nuggets for lunch. And they were wearing these little alien suits. And guys, it made me so happy. It was like a rectangle that slipped over the head, covered the entire body. And then oh, they wow. had their little tablets inside of the little encasing. What? And it was bright neon green, as supposed to you wouldn't hit a rectangle as if you couldn't see that thing coming, but giant box around these Chick-fil-A people. And there was like six of them down the line, just running things. And I'm like, this is how you get stuff done. Like this is okay. That's fabulous. You know, come on. That's fabulous. They're staying safe. They're, they're hourly wage workers. They're essential employees because mama needs that chicken. I love that. I love that operator for taking care of his or her employees. That's fabulous. Fabulous. I'm so proud of them. Okay, I also attempted to go to the Chick-fil-A just for a quick waffle fry because I was ahead of schedule on something. And I didn't because the line was out on the street. Couldn't do it. I'm so sorry. And we have the double. Do you have the double drive-thru? We don't have a double, but they run it like a double. It's It works really oh, nice. beautifully. It goes very fast. But no, no double line. I love it. We those. had a double line and mm. both were full. And I was like, Forget not today, it. Chicky. Yeah. Not today. <laughs> not for the waffle fries. Not happening. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> okay, just a, one last little plug for Chick-fil-A. Did you see that they have cold brew now? Do they have that at yours? Yeah, I get it every time I get breakfast. What? Uh-huh. I like the cold vanilla brunch. one. It's so good. Oh, I haven't tried it yet. I just saw oh, the sign. It's delicious. Okay. Yep, I get okay. that with my biscuit and my hash browns. It's very good. Oh, yum. <laughs> well, you guys, as you can see, we are really setting up our diet for 2021. <laughs> we've given you all the essentials. We've we've covered Starbucks, Chick-fil-A, uh-huh. and a bankrupt Gap. Yes, so, correct. There you go. So sorry, everyone. <laughs> So sorry. <laughs> Hasn't the gap gone into bankruptcy approximately seven times in the Maybe, last Maybe, but good for them. Like, just keep reinventing yourself. I keep like reinventing yourself. When you were in you high know? school, was the gap all the rage? It really was, yes. And Same. we couldn't afford it that often. So I'd get, like, a sweatshirt or something every now and then. Um, but, yeah, it was great. I loved the gap. Gap and Abercrombie were, like, the spots. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew that that would be your namesake one day? Um I right? couldn't afford the Gap either, and Dev Abercrombie was out of the picture. Oh, it was no just way I could off afford the that. Table. Also, my husband's mom, when the catalog would come in, she would color bathing suits on the girls. Like she would add extra clothes. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and then let the kids look at the catalog. I think that's so great. Also, don't forget about Fubu because that was real too. That was huge. That was, was huge. Was amazing. I would wait if sometimes because you and know just the fat. plain Gap sweatshirt with the G A P across the front. Yeah. I uh-huh. would wait, and then I would go to the Goodwill. In high school. Yes. Because that was my budget. And I'd be like, come on, there's going to be something here at some point. I mean, I never found one, but I want you to know that the hunt was there. (laughs) I appreciate that. As a person who now thrifts, I appreciate that motivation. Mm. Good for you. You started young. I tried. Yeah. <laughs> All right, people. 2020. Here we are. It's we're, put, we're saying goodbye to the beginning of the roaring 20s. Yes. What jokes can we make about hindsight's 2020? I don't oh, know. Well, God, that's kind of perfect for today. Know. Maybe that should be the title of this episode. Maybe oh, my will. gosh. 100%. That's, it's, we should do it. I like that. It's so punny. Ha, ha, ha. I like Ashley, it. Actually, no, when you think of 2020, what are what are some of the gratitude that you're holding in one hand? And what is some of the grief that you're holding in one hand when you look back at this year? Yeah, I think that, you know, it all centers on relationship for me. Um, Mm. If I really like boil it down. I mean, there's a million other things I could say, but it really centers on relationship because we had so many milestones this year. I mean, we moved across the country. We lived in a tiny apartment. Then we bought our home. And then, you know, I got pregnant. Cody turned 40. We had a baby. And for the most part, we did that without the support of our community and friends and family. And I think that that was probably the 
I'm holding in gratitude all of those things. Like we were able to to buy a home. We were able to celebrate my husband's 40th birthday. Like, mm-hmm. and then we were able to have a baby. Like I'm so grateful for all of those things. And the grief that comes alongside that is not being able to share it with the people that we love the most. And I'm so thankful for friends, you know, like cards people sent and, you know, gifts and Venmo. I mean, people were so radically generous to us. So we definitely felt very loved in it, but there's nothing like being able to sit with a friend or be able to sit with people or have a party, you know, and be able to celebrate the person that you love or a new baby coming. I think that, you know, that's my grief this year. And then I also would say that, um, one of my griefs that I also hold in tandem with gratitude is I really grieved the church this year Mm. um, in a new way. I grieved the way that we talked to one another. I grieved the factions that began to form that were always there under the surface, but we had really prettied those up and made them, you know, presentable and acceptable. Um, But that that was really hard for me. And I think I still grieve that, watching people fight over politics or everything else on the earth and friendships dividing. And sometimes it's necessary for those things to happen. So don't get me wrong. Like in some ways, it's a really good thing. The gratitude for that is all the revealing that came out, you know, people's true convictions, their true values, um, what they really think was on full display. And I'm grateful for that because I think then we can each decide what kind of relationships and boundaries we want to have and need to have in order for for the relationships in our lives to thrive so those are a couple things for me when I look back on this year what about Mm, you so beautifully said um I love that your your first one about relationships Mm -hmm. I I can only imagine how your relationship with your husband grew in this year and your kids and then adding baby girl but then to also hold the grief of uh those missed moments that would have been shared with people, but you are also someone who is so good at loving the people in your world well. And you've, you've really set the table of your heart. So people feel welcome and, and are free to love you and serve you. And it's been beautiful how you've done that at a distance. I mean, yeah, you, you crossed the country this year, right at the beginning of the pandemic. Y'all remember (laughs) Ashley moved from New York city and did a nationwide tour (laughs) all across before she got to LA. I mean, it's just a really, when you look back at it, just the way you've savored it well, and I think, sorry to just sit and praise you for a minute, but but I think of your character and how, who you, how you built yourself in the years up to now mm. was able to withstand so much of mm. 2020. And I mean, girl, you had a baby this year and moved across the country. I mean, whoa, yeah, whoa, that could break a person. Sure that could break a person during a pandemic. It and I'm not did. saying you didn't have your low moments, <laughs> but... You led with such integrity. And as somebody who watches your life up close, um, I've been so ministered to by the way you've handled the little and the big. So it really is. Mm. um, I just stand to to call you blessed in this moment of how you've handled it. Okay, so for, I would say, gratitude and grief. um, I, like Ashley, we both uh, speak, we we podcast, we write. um, But uh, both her and I, we lost the majority of our speaking engagements. Uh, You know, many of them became digital speaking engagements, but real talk, those don't pay like in-person speaking engagements do. And so I lost, um, you know, seven months of income. Yep. Uh, and that that was <laughs> pretty painful, and so that was something yes. I grieved. Also, more than more than paying my bills, it, it's what I love to do. It, it's right, how I feel alive. Totally, um, totally. My life's mission is to communicate for change. That is what I believe God put me on earth to do: is yeah. to me- communicate through digital, through speaking, through the, the written word, um, for heart change and wholeness. And yes. to not be able to do that in a way that I have previously done, in a way that I know meets a need and makes me come alive, was pre- was pretty hard. Yeah. Um, at, on the flip side of that, 
I'm very grateful my husband got a new job in February, right? I mean, we're talking two and a half, three weeks before um, the shutdown and so before our state shut down. So it was really um, our saving grace. We would have been bankrupt this year, y'all. Just real talk, bankrupt. Um, He's a realtor and he is, you know, dependent on his circle of people he knows. And and so to have um, an outside company that he works for that is more business to business, um, it was a game changer for us. And we... I'm I'm on it with tax prep and I did all of our tax prep even though before the year's end, but I know the rest of the business expenses for these next um the, just till the end of this year. And I and I just looked at him, I'm like, but God, wow. Right. I, I just can't imagine. We'd be in the gutter, but God, it, it just yep. showed up in big ways and we felt so seen and known by the Lord. Yeah. Um and we had moments of plenty and res- and in those moments our our anthem is we share if there's a generous moment or a generous month that's not ours to hoard that's ours to give totally. and then we had some low moments and god showed up in big big ways and especially toward the end of the year we had some unforeseen costs and god god met us god yeah. has been so grateful and lovely and kind and seen us and i just want to encourage you if you're out there and it's been like i don't know how i'm going to get through this yeah. i'm waiting for this um, this pandemic chip from the government. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I am just, our hearts are for you yes. and with you. We are holding space for your yeah. need. Yes. Um, and we know that gratitude and grief, those aren't opposites. Those are tensions we hold at the same time. And that keeps us yeah. human, doesn't it? It keeps us humble. So I would say work-wise, um, that's where I'm at. Relationships. I also want to hit on that. Um, it's been kind of a paring down year for so many of us yeah, just because agreed. we're quarantined. And I think... Um, you realize who you want to be in relationship so you can thrive when that's all you get. You know, it, you, your world just got – our world got small this year, y'all. Yeah. Whether you're here, whether you're listening from the UK, Canada, Australia, New Zealand. I know we have listeners all over the world, but I know for all of us, our world got a lot smaller. And you realize, oh, man, this is who I really want to do life with, even if it's over Zoom, even if it's over FaceTime, yeah. Marco Polo, text messages, voice memos, whatever. Um more than ever, I've been able to lean into my people and held my arms open for people to lean into me. And it has been so beautiful. And I think um, I'm, a, I'm a three on the Enneagram and I'm, I love people. I love strangers. Yeah. I love an airport lounge. I just love meeting new people. This is how I'm wired. I'm like just a golden retriever, puppy dog, baby pug mix, just happy, clappy, panting, ready to meet, assuming the world is beautiful and wonderful without any violence. I mean, Ashley can attest to this. This it's is how really I wake up true, every day. It's really true, guys. Like, it's very true of her and genuine. Like, it's genuine. Yeah, it's it not like a Pollyanna. It's just like, for real, that's how she is. Yeah, that's how I'm wired. And I think um, being forced not to, you know, get to be with all these groups and peoples. And I, I normally have SIP where I can welcome a couple hundred women a weekend, you know, to love and serve. And yeah. so of all the things that have been lost, I've taken all that energy and poured it into um, just my immediate circle. And it's been so beautiful to see the fruit of that. Yeah. It's beautiful to see the fruit of that. A, a year that's been where the soil hasn't been good and, right. and it's felt like a drought in so many ways to still bear fruit when you can. Yes. Come on. That's that's a beautiful thing. Yes. Um, but with that, I also miss all of those big gatherings and SIP, the Bible study I lead here in the Seattle area and the ministry that we get to do and the ways we get to serve women. That's yeah. that's something I grieve. And sometimes it's, it's hard to look at it all up close of how much you've lost in this year. And I know you all feel the same way. Yeah. So really um, choosing to practice goodness, which we'll talk about a little more in a minute, has been um, has been so necessary. And I want to say one of the things that I've been so grateful for is 
Um, the year of 2020 has, many of us have turned our focus to podcasting. We've listened to more podcasts and audiobooks and read and um, that's been reflected. We, we've gained so many new friends in this little space on the yeah. internet as you choose to join um, our space. When it, whether you're listening on Thursday or, or any day, we, we're just so thankful how this community has grown. And I know Ashley, and we're just, we are just eager beavers for 2021 of what, um, what God has in store and the direction we're taking why though. So that's been a really, really bright spot and um, we're so grateful. So I think, um, and then the last one I want to say is is gratitude for um, gratitude for my kids. It, uh, yeah. My oldest has some unique challenges that we're we're starting to um, unearth and uncover, and we feel like we have a good plan in place to get him the help he needs. And yeah. um, I just feel so hopeful. I, I even texted Ashley that this morning. I've never felt so hopeful. Yeah. And if hope is you can get high off that man, it is just <laughs> it's the good stuff. It's the good stuff because when hope isn't in yourself. When hope is in like, no, God, you're making a way. Like that yeah. is, it's the thrill of hope. Just like I talked about last week, it's the thrill of hope. And it is beautiful. And I'm just so thankful for a God who is near and yes. sees us. Yes. And and this year, as we think of 2020, I just, I pray that you would feel so seen and yes. so known for your unique journey and your unique struggles. Yeah. And we know that everyone's had them. And so just know that you're not alone. Like if, And if you're crossing the finish line of 2020 into 2021 and you are bloody and beat up and you, mm. you're just still standing, like just know that that's enough, that you don't have Come to on. feel like you accomplished 900 things or lived your best life or despite all the pandemic, here's the things I accomplished. Maybe you are right. just barely crossing the finish line. Just as Tiffany said, you are so seen and you are so known and you are so loved and it is enough. Like you Come have on. done enough and you have been enough. And it is enough and God is enough. He's sufficient in your weakness. His power is made perfect in your weakness and his grace is enough for you and enough for us and we're all still standing and you know what? Praise God. We did it, you guys. We freaking did it. Unreal. We mm. did it. And Tiffany has this beautiful quote that she wants to share with us about goodness because as we think about 2021 and crossing that finish line, we want to talk about goodness. Yeah. So by Sarah Bessie in one of her wonderful, wonderful emails, she yes. says this, it has been such a discipline to practice goodness in these days, hasn't it? And when I say, quote unquote, practice goodness, I certainly don't mean stick your head in the sand or ignore everything that makes me sad. Boo-hoo. No, <laughs> I mean that we are connected. We are engaged. We are doing our part during this pandemic. We are co-creating justice and goodness with God in this tired world. And in order to sustain that engagement, we also make room to practice and notice the good things that help us out, open us up, heal us, bring us joy and rest. I love that. Oh, Oh, isn't that good? And so I think as we talk about staring down in these last few minutes, staring down 2021, would it be not framed as like, oh, here I go. Here, I got to sludge through this. Like, no, yeah. what does it look like to practice goodness? Practicing goodness is an act of resistance. Yes, it is. Resistance of giving into the ways of this world yes. to hold space for the good in your life and to build goodness. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I've been thinking of a lot, Ashley, is bringing heaven to earth. And yeah. um, I've been reading a book, Garden City by John Mark Comer. It's been absolutely life-changing for me. I had no idea that the last book I'd read in 2020 was the book I would need most in 2020. <laughs> Mm. Um, and he talks about the idea of a new heaven and a new earth 
the Hebrew and Greek actually mean a renewed heaven and earth, and heaven is translated yes. into the universe. We expect this cosmic heaven someday. Really, it's a renewed, not a new That's earth, right. but the renewed, like, you know, think Fixer Upper when they flip that house and you're like, oh my gosh, look at the old charm and the beauty, but making it something new. Yeah. And we all build toward that. We are each set on this earth to build goodness in whatever way that we can. If it's bookkeeping or working at Whole Foods yeah. or or riding or speed, whatever your thing is, I just think if we can lean into who we were created to be, that and it doesn't have to be this holy. What we see is like this holy work. You know, we we can sometimes feel like, and I think that evangelicalism has really done a, a disservice to the sorry for my soapbox moment, Ashley, but it's really done a disservice <laughs> in making um, pastors and preachers and faith speakers these like, they are the voice of God. They are doing the work of God. That's just absolute crap. We yep, are all doing is. the work of God yes. when we come alive and yes. we build toward human flourishing. A yeah. checker at Whole Foods is building toward human flourishing. Absolutely. We're nourished. Uh, 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 the you know the gas station attendant, that is building toward human flourishing. We can get to point A to point yeah. B. Whatever we do that helps unleash the God colors in this world, whatever that looks like for you to build toward human flourishing, um, I think is is where we can lean in. And and it doesn't look like a dollar amount. It doesn't look right. glamorous right. and sexy like the world may have it. I just... I just think, and maybe it's because, you know, I spend so much time in the digital space. I'm like, this disgusts me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Ashley and I have gone off about how much, I mean, I kind of love Instagram ads because I'm like, what's out there? What exists? Entertain me. But but we hate them. You know, I'm like, oh, you want me to give into capitalism? You know, I just think of all (laughs) these things that demand that life should look like X, Y, and Z. Right. And when we step back and lean into the spirit, what is God asking me to do? Who is God asking me yeah. to love? What is God asking me to build and foster in my life and in my world? Those are the questions that we can ask ourselves as we head into this new year. Yeah, and I want to add one alongside that because it's something I ask myself every single year. And we talk about it on the podcast every year because I've li- it's, it's my practice. And I ask myself, who instead of what do I want to do next year, who do I want to be? And I want to think about what are the characteristics that I want to develop in my life. I think about patience for my children. I need more patience in a pandemic. It's really hard to be a parent right now. What does it look like for me to to sow the fruit of patience into my life? And so think about who do you want to be? Not just I want to be a better this or I'd like to accomplish these 18 things. But what what kind of person do I need to be in order to have the things that I want? Let your being inform your doing instead of doing all the things and hoping your being will come out okay. And at the end of the day, I, I love talking about goodness because it's so really true. God doesn't actually care about what we do. I mean, of course, these things are important to him. I'm not saying he, you know, he's unconcerned with what we put our hand to, but I do believe God cares more about who we are in the process. So whatever our job is, you know, it's not insignificant. It doesn't not matter to God. It's super important to God and he cares about who we are in the midst of it. So if you're doing something that you don't really want to be doing, then you can trust that God cares about that and that it matters to him who you serve while you're there and who you love while you're there and what you put your hand to and why you put your hand to it. And if you're thriving in your purpose and you're doing exactly the thing you were created to do, then how are you treating people? How are you enjoying your life? How's your heart? Are you healthy? Are you okay? You know, um, those are the things that I think we need to be more concerned about. And especially as Christians, if, if that's you, you know, God really cares about that. We are, I love talking about the fruit of the spirit because every time a person becomes a believer, 
the indwelling of the Holy Spirit is there, and that's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. And when those things are present, it is evident that we belong to Jesus. Mm. And so whatever we are doing, whatever we are doing, that fruit is possible, whether we like the relationships we're in or we don't, whether we are struggling with addiction or we're coming out of addiction, whether we are wrestling with something for our past or we're trying to overcome something that happened this year or you know we're suffering from financial loss, whatever those things are in those places we can bear fruit it is possible to experience the presence of the holy spirit in a way that allows us to still serve and still love and still be loved and be served where we are and so who who do you want to become not just what do you want to do i think is an extraordinary question to be asking yourself um, especially this year I love that because the fruit that we bear is eaten by others. Yes. Is it sour? Is it bitter? Is yes. it rotten? Yes, that's it. I, I also want to touch on you talked that I really think, I hope you all, if this is the only thing you catch, catch Ashley's words of the idea of it is character before craft. Yes, 100%. The character before the craft. Yes. The craft matters. Yes, is it, it unto the Lord? Are you woodworking unto the Lord? Are you doing whatever you do unto yeah. the Lord? You know, are your spending habits unto the Lord? Your relational habits, your boundaries unto the Lord. All of these things. It's all kingdom. That's right. There's no sacred and secular. It's That's all right. kingdom. Yep. Our entire being is kingdom. Yes. And I love that. Just character, character, character over craft. Yes. And, and even as I said, actually, I just... I love the way you live your life. I think it's beautiful, and and so many have been ministered. I've been ministered up close. I know so many of distance in your books and your writing, and even even just your 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 captions and your posts and your your blogs. It just character matters. People yeah, are watching. People yeah. are learning. People are leaning in. Yeah. And I think if we could just remember that how we're treating ourselves, how we're treating our God, how we're treating the people in our world, how we're treating our thought life, yeah. what we're cultivating, yeah. um, is who we are. Yes. This is, that is the essence of us. Yes. It's, it's it. what we give to the world. That's what you offer. That's how we spend ourselves. And so I just would encourage us all to think about that character first. And we know, just like she said, if, if you're not feeling fulfilled in something, God sees that. God hears that. God knows yes. that. He's with you. He doesn't want yes. you to live a half-hearted life like this is yes. not what he died and was resurrected for That's it was right. to live in the fullness with him yes. and with others yes why the listeners we are wild about you we love you we're here to serve you um thank you for all the shout outs tags if you have questions you can always dm us email yes. us on our websites whatever the case may be we know the best is certainly yet to come yes we love you guys bye-bye Hey listeners, remember to subscribe and comment. It helps others to find the show. To learn more about Tiffany's writing, speaking, or books, visit tiffanybloom.com. To learn more about Ashley's writing, speaking, or books, visit ashabercrombie.org. See you next week.